In a world of annual comic events designed to shake universes to their cores, you just have to marvel at DC's plan to throw that playbook out the window in a storytelling event six years in the making. You're listening to the Nerd on Mike Commentary, I'm Jeremy Jones. That's not to say I believe DC has been planning their Rebirth saga since 2011, but I can definitely see them making the best of a controversial situation. The crossover known as The Button is the latest breadcrumb in the saga of DC's New 52 and almost feels like the perfect epilogue to the 2011 summer event that kickstarted everything, Flashpoint. For a little background on the situation, Flashpoint is a story where Barry Allen accidentally messed up the DC timeline, something fans of the TV series won't find hard to believe. In this alternate timeline, Barry Allen teams up with Thomas Wayne, who becomes the Batman of that timeline after the untimely death of his son, Bruce. Barry and Thomas proceed to tackle the mysteries of Flashpoint and eventually repair the timeline. Well, sort of. As the timeline was fixed, the recently created character of Pandora used the opportunity to merge DC's publishing line with their Milestone and Wildstorm imprints, which at this point means very little. Thus, the new 52 was created, a world where classic characters could be updated and reintroduced to new generations of fans. The event was a huge initial success for the comic book industry, but five years later, fans missed a number of aspects that disappeared due to Pandora and DC higher-ups messing with the iconic formula. Those include the classic Wally West and also the Wonder Girl Diana Troy character, both who were attempted to be introduced, much to fans' lackluster pleasure. Last summer, DC tried again to right the ship by releasing Rebirth. Rebirth directly followed a story from Justice League entitled Dark Side War. Both stories made massive references to the immortal tale of Alan Moore's Watchmen, insinuating that the hyper-evolved character of Dr. Manhattan is currently residing in the DC universe and happens to be editing their continuity to fit his desires or maybe his curiosity. Rebirth is also the standalone issue that reintroduces people to the comedian's button, the comedian being another character from the tale of the Watchmen. Fast forward to today when Batman accidentally triggers the return of the previously deceased Reverse Flash due to said button. Ergo, we have the title of this Batman Flash crossover, The Button. I say previously deceased in regards to Reverse Flash, who's also known as Eobard Thawne because he was killed by Thomas Wayne six years ago during the Flashpoint storyline. The first issue of this four-part story sees Eobard take out his frustrations on the alternate son of his killer, Bruce Wayne, a beautiful montage scene that stretches one minute out and ends with the escape but then reappearance of Eobard whose final words name his new killer as God. The infamously late Barry Allen finally makes his appearance after all of this ensues. Now the following parts of this story take Bruce and Barry on a time-traveling search for Eobard's new killer and leads them through the thought-to-be-erased Flashpoint universe. It has been revealed that something or someone has been sustaining and maintaining Flashpoint, although it should have vanished which creates for a beautiful and tragic reunion of Bruce and his father Thomas, who beseeches Bruce to not be Batman. 
Thanks to the magic of time travel, Bruce and Barry escape Flashpoint hot on the heels of Eobard Thawne, but ultimately lose track of him and are almost lost in time altogether. At the last minute, the iconic but forgotten Jay Garrick makes his return to save the duo, only to be lost to the Speed Force once again. The story sees Eobard's confrontation and one-sided death at the hands of Dr. Manhattan and wraps up with the hand of Manhattan picking up the comedian's button with the teaser announcing a future battle between Superman and Dr. Manhattan entitled The Doomsday Clock. There is so much I want to talk about in this story. First off, the storytelling of Tom King and Joshua Williamson is phenomenal, with the art by Jason Fabok and Howard Porter being beautiful. I love the artwork and effect of Eobard's one-minute torture session with Bruce in Batman issue 21, and the return of Jake Eric in Flash 22 brings a tear to my eye. We had some great character development here for Bruce. He's a man, an arguably regular human, who has his heart wrenched out by an encounter with his dead father, a man who then begs him to give up the mission that Bruce has shouldered in that dead man's honor since childhood. I can't help but wonder in light of that how Tom King will use this in his upcoming stories. I truly hope that they don't gloss over it. Now Barry's characterization is not necessarily as strong and doesn't have as deep an impact. He acts more of a tour guide for Bruce in this, but we do see him react to his mother's killer dying again. But other than that, I don't see as much impact on him as a character. Now for plot points, the button creates numerous opportunities for Joshua Williamson to use in his upcoming Flash stories. I'm excited to see how he explores these, especially in regards to Jay Garrick. I love how DC is treating this conflict between Dr. Manhattan and the DC Universe proper. Rather than telling a story and taking eight months to do it and rushing it, they, they've been setting this up for a year and a half now. Well, one year, they've been setting it up, but we still have another six months until this all plays out in the Doomsday Clock coming up. So I love how they're taking their time with it. I'd love to address all the aspects of Rebirth that are tying into this button doomsday clock scenario from titans to superman and beyond but i've probably rambled much too long thank you for listening to this edition of the nerd on mike commentary feel free to subscribe to the podcast until next time i'm jeremy jones